This is episode 336, Break Free of Nervous Habits with Morgan. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome everyone to the show. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you had a beautiful day full of love. Uh, I know Valentine's Day is touted as a Hallmark holiday and not a real holiday, but you know, a day to celebrate love. Well, first of all, that should be every day, but day to celebrate love is a great day, I think. And love is not reserved for romantic relationships. So please don't think that just because you're not in a romantic relationship or not in one that's particularly romantic that you shouldn't celebrate love day. So if you didn't do anything for Valentine's day, maybe take yourself out on a nice self date. I still, even though I'm happily married, love my self dates time when I just take Christine out somewhere, usually to like a spa. Those are my favorite places to go and just give myself a beautiful date with myself. So know that that's always available to you. Self-love is the foundation for all relationships in our life. And as I coach Morgan in this episode, one of the things I say to her is that we can only truly love to the degree that we really experience love within ourselves. We can have codependent love where we just love, love, love someone and have no self-worth or self-love for ourselves. But to really have true love, like heart open love, even going into unconditional love. And remember, Love has no conditions, but relationships do. Going into that unconditional love, we we have to have that self-love. And self-love doesn't mean, oh, I think I'm the greatest person. I never have an inner critic. I never have a negative thought. I never have a bad day. I never feel depressed. None of those things. It just means I love and accept all parts of myself, even the parts of myself that I would like to change. And today's caller, Morgan, has a big part of herself that she wants to change. And I think a lot of you will relate to this. So do any of you do things like bite your nails? pick your skin, pick the skin around your fingernails, pull apart split ends like I used to do. Just do physical things, pull eyebrow hair out. That's another one, or eyelashes out, or even hair out. So these nervous habits that many of us have are alarm systems. They're alarm signals telling us something that we need. And this will become a lot more clear as you listen to my coaching session with Morgan. So as you're listening, consider, do you have a nervous habit that you'd like to break free from? Do you have a lot of shame around that habit? Did you grow up in a house where maybe it was stable, maybe there wasn't a lot of chaos, but there was a parent or parents who really had a lot of anxiety and you could feel that a lot as a kid? And finally, do you believe that you can actually shift something or do you want to keep carrying around the story that you can't? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Morgan. Morgan, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi. Yeah, I'm just wondering because I have had like this bad habit for a long time, like since I was a kid. And it's, it's pretty embarrassing, but like I pick at my skin, like when I have like a blemish or something, Mm -hmm. or like even just like a bug bite or something. So I feel like it's, I don't know, a form of like releasing some kind of anxiety, Mm -hmm. but something that I would like 
we'll have to deal with. <laughs> I have tried in like the past, but I feel like as much as I've done work in the last year, I've the last year I've done a lot of work around it because I kind of had a bit of a spiritual awakening-ish, if you would call it, like last year. So I've been doing a lot of personal development work and stuff. But anyway, I feel like as much work as I do, like I just, I don't know, it's just this habit that I can't get rid of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and it's not silly, no need to feel any shame around it. It's super common. Picking skin is a really common thing a lot of people do. I used to pick apart the split ends of my hair for hours. That was my thing, just pulling apart split ends. So we we all have our things, or many of us have our things that are ways that we manage a lot of anxiety. So you were you were spot on. So what have you tried that hasn't really worked? Well, I guess since I've had it since I was like a kid, years and years ago when I was like younger, like my mom kind of made me go to therapy for it. But I was pretty resistant to that because I was young and I just I it wasn't something that I really wanted to stop. I just felt like I should. And then honestly, now it's just like a physical thing where I just have to like put a bandaid on it or something. Mm -hmm. Because if it's like, if I can feel it, it drives me crazy to like not mm -hmm. pick it. <laughs> and what was going on at home when you were a kid? What was going on in your life? Like I grew up in a, in a very like stable home. We had a pretty outside of the home picture perfect family. But my mom obviously has like a lot of anxiety and stuff. So I feel like some of that was passed down. I feel like it was just in the last year, though, that I realized like I have anxiety, too, because like our show very differently. Like she's has this anxious energy and she's always doing something and she's always worried about something. And that actually kind of drives me crazy. So I feel like this is something that it's like people always like describe me kind of as like a chill down to earth, easygoing person. And I feel like I am, but like when I have like anxiety, it's when I can like pick at something, it's like something physical I can do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you think it made you feel as a child to have a mom? Cause as children we're very sensitive, well, as people were very sensitive. We tend to numb it out and tone it down as things happen. And as we grow up in life, However, we all have that innate sensitivity, but as, as children, it's not so muted. It's, it's very much there. And so what do you feel or sense that was like for you having a mom whose anxiety was palpable to you? You could probably feel that. Yeah, like it was stressful because I feel like a lot of it, it was worrying about calming her anxiety and like mm -hmm. worrying about how she's kind of feeling. Right, because you kind of had to, because with, with, when a mom's anxious, she's not present, and she doesn't really feel safe. And so right. you're trying to calm her so that she can be in a place to meet your needs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And she also had a lot of her own body image issues. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this was also something that kind of tied with that, because even she didn't have to say anything, but I could just feel her looking to see if I had any sores, you know, is, or like if I did have one, she would know about it and be like looking to and see. What was her reaction to it? She was upset by it. So not because she was like upset with me, but she didn't want me doing that because it's not, not healthy. And probably, probably she knew too, that it's a sign of something. Mm -hmm. A sign of what? So what do you think it was a sign of back then? Um, I don't know, like my own anxiety, I guess. 
Well, or, yeah, but children just don't develop anxiety unless there is a reason. It's It was a sign that you weren't getting a need met. Right. And what need do you think you weren't getting met? Um, I don't know. I guess just like her accepting me how I am and like, I don't know. I feel like with her, it was, I know for a fact that my mom loves me so much, sure. but it's sometimes it feels there's definitely, it feels there's some conditions of like, I could earn her love, you know, uh-huh. what there's are some like, of those conditions? um, if I was working out a lot and stuff, like she, she would praise you if you were like working out and eating well and stuff. But to her, eating well isn't even eating well. She like grew up, we grew up like calorie counting and she mm-hmm. would eat these like hundred calorie snacks that and she would be on a diet all the time. So I feel like earning it from her was like, I don't know, looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mom, and this is not throwing mom under the bus. Mom has her own woundings, right? And we know she loves you. We're just pointing some things out for your growth. But mom wasn't a very consistent, stable source of nurturing, nourishment, peace, and calm for you. Right. No, yeah, kind of the opposite. (laughs) Right. And that's so much what we want from mother, right? We really want that nourishing and nurturing. She wasn't even nourishing herself. She's restricting herself, right? So that is going to produce a very, very unsettled feeling in a child. We can call it anxiety. We can call it feeling out of control, but it's just a feeling of feeling really unsettled. And that's going to produce that a lot of that physiological anxiety in the body. And that anxiety needs an outlet. And like you said, you might be a chill person, but your anxiety is showing itself in the picking, in the obsessing and picking. You know, someone like me, my anxiety shows more in my obsessive thinking and worrying and going to worst case scenarios. I may not be picking at my skin, but inside my mind, you know, I may be looping in a thought or going to worst case scenario or something like that. For other people, it might show up in being, you know, busy, 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 focusing, working all the time. For other people, it might show up in managing their eating and developing eating disorder. Like we, we all, I don't want to say we all, people who struggle with anxiety, especially had an unsettled feeling of a kid as a kid, didn't feel like one of their primary caregivers was really meeting a need, develop these coping strategies to try to manage the energy. Does that make sense? Because it's a lot of energy running through our body anxiety. Yeah, that makes sense. So for you, it's like you you kind of won't give up the picking of the skin until you heal this wound around mom and heal this wound around not feeling like needs were met, not feeling like you had this loving, nurturing, present, calming energy. So, you know, inner child workshop is something I definitely recommend for you, but just something you can start doing immediately is when you feel the urge to pick, say to yourself, how can I mother myself right now? What would feel really mothering or really nurturing or really nourishing to me right now? So let's just, when's the last time you picked at your skin? Um, honestly, like yesterday. Okay. So yesterday when you were doing that and you, if you asked yourself one of these questions, what's something mothering I could do? What's something nurturing I could do? What's something nourishing I could do? Does anything come to mind? Um, not really. <laughs> okay. 
Well, just feel into it for a moment. Just feel into what you really wanted from mom that you never got as a child. I guess just like reassurance and like Mm -hmm. love. (laughs) Okay. So in that moment where you were picking, how could you reassure yourself and love yourself? How could you do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get so into these thought cycles too when I'm doing it though. Okay. What are the thought cycles? I feel like I know, like I'm aware that I'm doing it, but it's also kind of linked to like that. How do I explain this properly? It's like, I, I hate that part of me like that or like let's say that like it was like a blemish on my face that Mm -hmm. I was like picking at and it's like almost like if I could just get rid of that then maybe I don't know like I've I've bounced back and forth because it's like I don't even know my own thoughts like deep down where they come from because I'm just like is it it gives me a reason to use something as an excuse to not feel pretty or like if I could just get rid of this maybe I'll feel better about my appearance um yeah it's that's just kind of the mind trying to make it mean something right okay. what but what this is really more about is it's an alarm system so the the needing to pick and the more you pick the more you're going to have blemishes right like that's what the skin's going to do so it's an alarm system that basically a part of you is triggered a part of you is activated most likely the inner child your, your nervous system is feeling overwhelmed from not feeling nourished, not feeling nurtured, not having needs met. And this has been a lifetime of that, of really not feeling nurtured, nourished, seeing like your needs are met. So this picking is a little ding, ding, ding. Hey, like pay attention to what you really need. That's what it's doing. Do you follow? Yeah. Yeah. So if you can start to think of it as an alarm system – that rather than trying to make it mean, oh, maybe I do this because I think if I make this go away, then I'll be pretty, then I'll be accepted. That's like a lot of story to unpack. Mm. When yeah, the, I see what you mean. Yeah. When the essence is really, I have a lot of like anxiety in my system, a lot of feeling that you've, you know, some of which is mom's, some of which is yours. I have a wound around because not really being nourished and nurtured by mom, and I know you were to some extent, but not to the extent that you needed, is a pretty big wound. You know, and I recommend the books Discovering the Inner Mother and Mother Hunger. Those are two books that could be really helpful for you. Again, we're not making your mom wrong. We're not blaming her. We're just working to understand you and help you, right? She did the best she could. And I know that can be a trite comment, but she really did. You know, but that doesn't mean you just say, oh, she did the best she could and I'll just like pretend that that heals my mother wound. It doesn't, unfortunately. If it were that easy, I wouldn't have a job. So (laughs) this is going back to acknowledging, yes, I love my mother. Yes, I know she did the best she could. And there were some things that she didn't do for me that I need to learn how to do for myself right now. Because I could pretty much bet money on the sense of like when you learn to use this as an alarm system and when you start to deal with really feeling nurtured and nourished and find that inner mother within you, this will stop. Like my pilling apart, my split ends really stopped when I started doing my personal transformation work because it was just, I needed something to do with that, that nervous energy. 
And when I started doing my anger work and I started doing my release writing and I started giving myself other outlets for my anxiety, I, I stopped doing that. I used to pick the skin around my fingernails too. So this is very common, you know, what's happening. And it really doesn't shift through behavior modification. Right. And I guess that's the thing too, is it has felt kind of a lifetime of like being a secret. Like it's not something Mm. that I share with people or like (laughs) I want people to know about me, you know? Yeah. So it's like. Why? What would that mean about you if people knew that? I don't know. I feel like it's, it's gross. It's a gross habit. Mm. Um, So it would mean you have a gross habit and what would that mean? That I'm gross. Mm. And if you're gross, then what? Then I wouldn't be accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go, wouldn't be accepted. I wouldn't be loved. I'd be alone. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shame in this too. And just know there's absolutely zero judgment coming from me. And I bet there's very zero judgment coming from people listening either because so many people can relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know there's a lot of shame and like embarrassment because it's like even now, like it's not like you look at me and I have like a ton of scars. But if you look closer, like I do have little scars and I have scars that people ask me like, oh, what happened there? And Mm -hmm. I I don't even know what to say. I I just always say, oh, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, oh, I picked at it. Like I would just grow. So I just feel this need to like cover it up too. But I hear you. I hear you. um, And how... How brave of you to come on the show and talk about it. It's a huge step. And another big piece of this back to the mothering is the compassion. Because no mom thinks their kid is gross. I was talking to my friend that was visiting last week and she was talking about, you know, your kid throws up and if you're in a public place, your hands immediately go out to catch their puke. You know, you do the (laughs) grossest things for your kids because you just love them so much. You know, so can you love yourself like a mother would love a child, like a healthy mother would love a child. And again, not saying your mom didn't love you, but it sounds like there were some blocks to her own self-love. And we can only love people to the degree that we love ourselves, like truly love, not codependent love, but true, like unconditional love. We can only show up and be that for someone else to the degree that we are that for ourselves. So another big step in healing this is to look at your skin and look at the scars and go, oh, sweetheart, that picking was the best way you knew how to manage your anxiety. Thank God you didn't turn into an alcoholic. You know, this this could have gone a different direction. Yeah. I mean, I did party pretty hard for like 10 years. Yeah, but you're not but, now, right? You can yeah. move through that. So if you can shift that, what makes you think you can't shift this? This has just been like such a lifetime, but I know I know what you're saying. Um, well, I'm, ser- I'm asking definitely- a serious question. What makes you think you can't shift this one? I guess I just don't know that I have the real true belief that I can. Well, what if it isn't about the belief that you can? What if it's more about the right method, the right approach? What if you don't really need the belief that you can right now? Could you be open to the possibility? Uh, Yes. Okay. So you could be open to the possibility that could transform. If you weren't, I don't think you would have booked a session with me. If you thought this was a complete lost cause, what would be the point, right? There's a part right. of you that must think it can shift. Otherwise, why would you waste your time talking to me? Yeah. So you can be open to the possibility and maybe just say, I just need the right approach. I just need to be able to go at this at the 
in the most aligned way. And that's going to help me. Can you see the distinction? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think you've done, like I said, a lot of work on this, but it just hasn't been where you've exactly needed to go. And in my coaching so far, when I'm talking about this has been a way that you've dealt with the anxiety around not feeling like you were mothered and nourished and nurtured and got needs met in the way that you did. And that feels very unsettling. And so you kind of need this habit to manage the physiological nervous system dysfunction that is running through your body. And so you, you pick to do that. Does that feel true to you? Yeah, that feels true. Okay, great. So that's a great awareness, right? And then the next step is, okay, so if I'm doing this because I didn't get the nourishment, the nurturement, the calm, the consistency that I really needed, especially from my mom, then for me to shift it, I have to start giving that to myself. I have to find a way. Because again, my picking is an alarm system. It's not gross. It's not some weird delusional habit. It's not this thing you can never get rid of. It is an alarm system, Morgan, telling you, boom, 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 I have a need. I'm not feeling nurtured. I'm not feeling unsettled. I need mothering. I need that energy. And if you can see it as an alarm system, and really start to give yourself what your mother did not, again, I'd be really shocked if this didn't shift. But the problem we ran into is when I asked you to, when we went back to yesterday, and I asked you, you know, what would, could you do that's nourishing and nurturing? You said, well, I don't really know. But then I probed you a little more, and you said, well, I just would need some reassurance. So what that could look like is when you feel the picking, You could go to a mirror. If that feels too intimidating, you could put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and just say, like, it's okay. I can meet my own needs right now. I can handle the emotion that's coming up. I can be present with myself. Or whatever you need to say to start to feel that reassuring. But until you start really asking, you know, what do I need right now, and acting on that answer, the need to pick will be there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's all kind of coming together. It makes sense too. Cause I just feel like I don't really know what I need, like from myself. Like I kind of realized last year around this time that like, I just had huge people pleasing tendencies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just in the last like bit that I've been, I've been very aware that I'm just like, I, I don't really know what I need or who I even am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And this, that the, the picking is showing you that. And like, even just trying to come up with an answer of like what I need. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but you did. I just had to yeah. ask you twice. <laughs> yeah. Remember the first answer is going to be, I don't know, because subconsciously you want someone to mother you. Subconsciously you want me to tell you what you need. You want someone else to take care of you. So right. I don't know is really saying, I don't want to do this. I want mommy. <laughs> I want a mommy, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so you do know, you do know, and you might have to grieve the mom that you didn't have, you know? And again, we're not blaming her. We're just, just being real about what was. And you may need to grieve that. Okay. Like I, my mom was a little too busy with 
their own anxiety to really be able to help me not develop my own. But I can cry about that. I can grieve about that. And I can start to give myself what I need. And a a really good roadmap is think of everything you wanted from your mother, everything you wished for all the ways you wanted her to be. Write a letter out. Mom, I wish you would have done this. I wish you would have done this. I wish when this happened, you would have done this. And that's your roadmap for how to give yourself what you need. So you do know there's just a part of you that so wants someone else to do it for you, which is completely reasonable, but probably not probable and not the way we heal. We have to do it for ourselves. So can you see how you actually do know? Are you willing to let go of the belief that you don't know? Yes, definitely willing to let go of that. (laughs) And can you see how if you think about what you wish you would have gotten from your mom and how you wish she would have been, that's your roadmap for how to be with you? Yeah, I guess part of me kind of struggles with that a bit because I'm like, man, writing all of that kind of makes me – it's like how do you not be a little bit resentful though of your mom for not giving you those things once you start? you, You are. You're angry. So then you do some anger release. Fuck you, mom. I'm mad at you because I'm angry at you because obviously in your home, not at her. And you let mm-hmm. that, you get that out. You get the resentment and anger out. I, I don't see how you wouldn't have some resentment. Yeah. So it's important to honor that, let it out, eventually give to forgiveness, eventually see that the resentment isn't serving you. Again, important to move the anger when we can move the anger and we can move the emotion, energy and emotion out, then it's easier to get to a place of acceptance. Sometimes forgiveness is pretty tough for people, but you can at least get to acceptance and be like, this is the mother I chose in this lifetime to learn what I need to learn. And I can either be resentful or I can actually take charge of my own life and give myself what I didn't get. The resentment isn't bad. It just needs to be moved through. Yeah. I like logically understand that. It's just like hard to, I don't know, feel that, I guess. Hard to feel what? Well, I just feel, I I almost feel bad for my mom because I know that she's tried her best, but she just screwed up in so many ways over some stuff that I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. And that's all the stuff that would come out in an anger release. Okay. That's when you need to get words with the emotion, just talking about it from the headspace won't get you anywhere. You need to put the emotion with it so that you can start you know to what? I actually it. got your personal mastery course. Oh, great. And I took a pause, too long of a pause when I got to the anger release. I haven't gone back to it. Well, what a great day to go so, back to it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, does this give you some direction? Does this help a little bit, Morgan? It does. And it helps me like not think that because I just I feel like too, I'm on this rotation of trying to figure out the correct story behind why I do this. So I'm just like, it's kind of a relief to not have like, I'm like, okay, I have a bit more. Yeah, clarity that it's like what what I need is to just mother myself during these moments. Yes, yes. Not figure out the story about why. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Won't help. Won't help. Mm. So yes, this was very helpful. a big step for Morgan to come and to share publicly about a habit that she really shames and really judges about herself. 
And I acknowledge her courage and her bravery. And I know that a lot of you breathe the sigh of relief because you probably have some nervous habits that are similar and feel not alone, which is one of the many, many, many reasons I love doing this show so much because someone else calls in and so many of you are like, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. You're not, not crazy. You're not alone. You're not broken. Not any of those things. And I will keep doing this show to keep reinforcing that. So as you heard me coach Morgan, the picking of the skin isn't something that's going to go away by her understanding the, the why and the going down the roads of many stories or, or trying behavior modification where she's just covering up with band-aids or whatever the approach may be. It's really about looking at, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. This is a physiological, physical reflex that I have, and I'm doing it for a reason. And the reason wasn't, well, maybe if I do this, I'll be prettier, la, 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 la. It's the alarm system is sounding the alarm because there's a need that wasn't met and still isn't being met. That's the reason. So when we have a nervous habit, it's telling us that we're trying to calm or suppress something. And as we learned with Morgan in the show, she grew up with a lot of anxiety. Some of it was hers. Some of it wasn't, right? Some of it was mom stuff that she took on. Some of it was hers that she developed because if you have an anxious parent, you're going to be pretty anxious because you're not getting needs met. Needs, especially in childhood, if you study any developmental psychology, needs in childhood are so real and so important. And if certain needs aren't met at certain stages in life, it really does hinder who we are as adults. It doesn't break us. Anything is healable, but it does impact us. So there's a strong developmental need to feel nurtured and nourished and to feel like we have a calming presence because as children, our nervous systems are developing. As children, our nervous systems are imprinting. And so Morgan has this imprint from mom of anxiety. And that might not be her core personality and she's not gonna express it the same way mom does, but how she's expressing it is through the picking, right? She said, I'm pretty chill, but in this one aspect, she's not, right? In this one aspect, there's a lot of nervous energy moving through her. So the coaching was to really see it not as a problem, not as something she needs to be ashamed of, but as an alarm and to go, okay, what didn't I get, especially from mom, that I need now? Because needs that weren't met in childhood haunt us as adults. Any primary need you didn't get met in childhood, you will still have that need as an adult. And over time, you will have developed coping strategies like picking your skin or whatever it is to try and handle the anxiety around that unmet need. So the work is really going to what were the needs that weren't met? How can I give myself that now? And this is a theme that comes up so much on the podcast because of what I said earlier. Developmentally, there are certain things we need. If those needs aren't met, it shows up in our adult life. And we will develop coping strategies to try to meet those needs and little alarm systems like picking the skin to go, duh, 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 hello, hello, this needs some attention, this needs some attention. So if Morgan can reorient to, okay, this is an alarm, 
this is my little girl needing to be mommied, needing to be nurtured, needing to be nourished. And if she can look at all the things she wanted from mom that she didn't get and let that be her roadmap to nourishing and nurturing herself, like I said to Morgan, my suspicion is over time, the skin picking nervous habit will start to go away. Remember, anything is healable. Really, I truly believe that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't believe that, but I do because I've just seen it over and over and over and over and over again. But the first step, remember, to any transformation is acceptance. So if you have a nervous habit or anything that you really don't like that you do, love and accept yourself through it because you're not going to shift it through judging yourself. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 